Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy Red Friday to you. You know how sometimes when we talk about studies, we feel like we have to point out where the study was done. <laughs> yeah. And you have to you have to realize sometimes if there is motivation on the part of whoever commissioned the study or did the study for the study to turn out a certain way. I'm going to point out this next story. The study was conducted by the Behavioral and Brain Lab uh, at a university in Milan, Italy. That's important (laughs) because they enlisted 40 participants between the ages of 25 to 55 years old, gave them a bunch of pasta, and then measured their psychological and neurological changes to find out if it made them happy. And you'll never believe what they found. Let me guess. Yeah, right. Uh, boy, does uh, does a university in Milan find that eating pasta makes you happy? I'm going to step out on a limb here and guess that they said yes. Uh, not just yes, but also they said it can beat out music and sporting events <laughs> when it came to generating positive emotions. Okay, so what we need to do is get a guy and have him put in earbuds and eat a big plate of spaghetti at a baseball game and find out if he's the happiest human being on the face of the earth when he's done. We don't know how much they had them eat. Maybe it doesn't matter. But if 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 there comes a certain point where like, I'm just eating this to feel better, okay, but you don't need to eat a pound of eating <laughs> in order to get to that place of feeling better. Yes, you do. Um, they said the results tell them, uh, that it is precisely when we eat pasta that we are most emotionally active. They said it is the real act of tasting and savoring the dish in its full flavor that stimulates the most positive memories and emotions. We, we needed a study to tell us that eating pasta makes you feel good. Hmm. It's kind of nice when science justifies things though that we wanted to be true. That's true, yeah, but they could have just asked. So, you know, when you're eating pasta, do you feel happy? Yes, yes, I Good. do, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I, I've, in fact, I don't recall a time when I've eaten pasta and felt worse than before I started eating pasta. That's never, ever happened in my life. It always makes you feel better. Um, Up to a point. There is a point, however, where you feel like you just filled your belly with cement and and there there is there is oh, an overconsumption point yeah. in which you feel like garbage 
Sure. Most of us don't know that line or don't care about that line. We just keep going. But in the middle of it, like while you're eating the pasta, while oh, yeah. you're stuffing your face full of baked ziti with, uh, or, or gnocchi with a little bolognese, which, by the way, I had last week and it was fantastic. Then, uh, yeah, in, in that moment, I'm usually pretty happy. I have a bone to pick with that statement for a moment. You don't like the sauce I put on my gnocchi. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I, there's something about it being a potato product. Uh-huh. I get it. We dunk French fries and ketchup. I understand. Yes. But to me, gnocchi should be with a light brown butter sauce and not with. I don't hate that. But not with the, a red sauce. The very first gnocchi I ever had in my life, and I was probably about 16 when it happened, uh, which is far too late. But dad took me to an Italian restaurant and it was that was it came with a nice bolognese and I was just in heaven. So I've had it a number of different ways. There's a place uh, over in St. Louis uh, called Charlie Gito's famous Italian restaurant over there. That uh, they do one with a, it's it's a combination. It's almost like a vodka sauce, but it's not. It's a combination of marinara and cream sauce mm-hmm. that they just dump that on there. It's okay, but I'm just like, just bring me the marinara, man. I'm good. I think I just want the gnocchi, really. Really, I'm yeah. all I'm, because that's just such a heavy thing to begin with. Yep. That all I want is something, is an element of moisture, and I don't, I don't want another heavy thing on sure. the heavy thing. No, I get it. Yeah, and it's funny because every time they bring out my plate, I'm looking at it going, boy, that doesn't look like very much. And then I eat like a third of it, and I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, I'm done. Oh, roll me out of here, man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to make. Yeah. That's like when, when I talk about if I'm really feeling like I want to nest or if I just want to, if, if I'm having people over and want to impress. Because if you're going to make a little bit, you may as well make a ton. And it's really not that hard. Right. I'd rather make that than, than actual pasta anytime. That yeah, and I mean the just the the way the mouth feel of it and the entire thing mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely perfect. But even at that, I mean whatever it is, I'm trying to with I'm trying to think of a pasta dish I don't like. And I'm having a real issue trying to come up with that. I'm not the world's biggest Alfredo fan. I'm not the world's I'm biggest cream sauce fan, but if that's what's for dinner, I'm eating. Um, I don't get, you're right. I'm, I'm not either. I'm more of a red sauce purist, except for when you're talking about something like a yoki or something that needs, yeah. um, not red sauce. I just get picky <laughs> about anything being any pasta being really overcooked. I'm, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm the al dente girl. Although, you know what I learned? Way. Um, because I, I've switched over to whole wheat pasta for a lot of what I eat. Yeah. And I didn't know. You know what the what the difference was going to be like. I didn't know if it was going to be a, a really noticeable difference, mm-hmm. and it isn't if you overcook it. And by right. overcook, I don't mean make it mushy. I'm talking about like if you if you normally cook spaghetti for eight minutes, you probably want to go mm-hmm. twelve. Mm-hmm. I um ag- against my better judgment often switch to like a rice pasta. Oh, okay. Or garbanzo bean pasta, something that doesn't have any wheat or or that kind of flour in it. Because I'm not 25 anymore. Yeah, and this I know. is the stuff I have to do now. <laughs> I do um, love semolina, however. Yeah, it cooks in a flash. I mean, because it doesn't have the gluten. It doesn't have the flour in it. And there's something about that yeah. that makes it take half the amount of cooking time. Or it just is mushy. Hmm, okay. And gross. Yeah. So, well, either way... Thank you to China and Marco Polo for making yes. all of our lives better. Um, did you look at the link I sent uh, as I go scroll here for half a second on our Facebook thread? Uh, recently, no. Take a glance at the Amazon link I just sent you. So um, Thursday night, 
today is Friday. So Wednesday night going into Thursday, <laughs> I got like three hours of sleep. For some reason, my brain just will not turn off at night this week. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm cortisol all over the place this week. And so last night I got home at like 930 and I'm laying in bed and sometimes I'll get into a TikTok rabbit hole of the accounts that'll tell you, here's the great stuff on Amazon that'll change your life. I distinctly recall like falling asleep as I'm looking at Amazon. I'm looking at the account on TikTok. Oh, that's a cool thing. Look at it on Amazon. And a lot of times I'll just throw stuff in my cart that looks interesting and then I'll get it, delete it later after I get the chance to look at it. When you were talking about the invoice story that we were talking about, the phony invoices, I just glanced at my Amazon cart. Like I looked in there a little bit. And I can, now I'm remembering what I was looking at because, and I can tell I was falling asleep. I kept dropping the phone. Like you do that thing where you doze yep. off and you drop your phone. That's what was happening to me last night. Purely an indication of that is that in my cart right now are three of the large human dog beds. <laughs> At 200 bucks a piece, you got three yes. of them in there? Wow. Yeah, three different ones. And I think 200 was the cheapest one. Okay. Because that's what I was looking at on TikTok was these, it's like a dog bed, except it's six feet long and for a human to like cuddle up there and like, you know, be all, be all safe. And it comes with a blanket and <laughs> apparently one was not enough. So I yeah. kept waking up, adding a new one to the cart and then falling back asleep. So the idea is it, it, it does. It looks exactly like the dog beds that we have for all three of ours. That's the one <laughs> that we have is that one that kind of looks like a, uh, it's like a saucer and the dog gets into it, into the middle part. And it kind of squishes down. And the idea is that it, because it's that long, you get in there, it's got a blanket made out of the same material for you, and then your dog jumps in there with you. So you're laying on the floor with your mm -hmm. dog in the dog bed. I don't have a dog, so that doesn't make any sense for me. But it must have just looked cozy and comfortable. Yeah. Because I'm just such a horrible sleeper. Um so I know people who swear by that, who swear by, you know, having the dog in their bed with them or, you know, sleep on the couch with the dog next to him or whatever. I can't. I, I won't fall asleep. I love uh, no, my dogs, and, but no. No. And in the rare occasion where I've dated somebody that had a dog, I'm not a dog in the bed girl. Mm -hmm. I don't. <laughs> Everybody's salty today. To the person that just said, put your phone away and you'll go to sleep. Don't complain about not sleeping. <laughs> you must be new to the show. I haven't slept well in 25 years. We, get off my back. Well, the reason we do this is to get lectured. So thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. There's time I can tell the story. So because I do look for new solutions to things, this was actually what I did yesterday. Because I do lay on my phone at night. I mean, who doesn't? If you're the person that actually reads a book before you go to bed, congratulations, I have an award for you because I I don't I don't know how you are, John. I don't we consume so much media for this show every day. Yep. That I, we I we just study and cram so much that I can't read a book at night. My brain can't put words together I, anymore. Yeah, it it depends with me. It's fairly rare. I would love to get more you know back more into reading rather than sitting yeah. there and watching TV, but I just don't. Um does your phone have the bit where it turns itself kind of yellowish at nighttime? Yeah. All right, yeah. so it takes the blue light away. All right. Yeah. But I just don't sit there on my phone. So I was looking at new things and feel free to laugh at me, but this I think is going to this is the thing I'm going to try this weekend. I went to Half Price Books yesterday and I bought atlases. I like to look at maps. I'm a map dork. I have no sense of direction, but I like to look at maps. <laughs> okay. I can't figure it out either. But it's 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 how I think of places to go sometimes is I just get really into it. And so Half Price Books have for seven bucks a piece, two of the big coffee table book, National Geographic, the size of my TV, 
kind of atlases. Yeah, because nobody looks at maps anymore. Right. This is what I'm going to try to do is put my phone away and try to look at those instead. We'll see what happens. Oh, that's cool. Good luck. I don't know. I, if, it, if it works, then fantastic. I, I don't have a lot of hope, but you never know. So I'm working on it to the people that are lecturing me. <laughs> Off my back. I'm trying. can never say anything without somebody <laughs> telling you what you're doing yes. wrong. Yes. All right. Coming up, a famous celebrity chef is getting into a new area of entertainment. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Is this Greta Van Fleet? Yes, this it is. This is among the acts that you are going to be able to check out at the inaugural Flavor Town Fest. For some reason, is in Columbus, Ohio this weekend or is this it, summer? Excuse me. Is that where he's from? I don't know what. I don't know where he he's from. He lives in San Francisco. He's been yeah. in San Francisco. I don't know if that's where he's from, but that's where his businesses all are. Guy, you can call him Guy Fieri or Guy Fieri. He is from Columbus. He is. Okay. Then that answers that question. I did not know that about him. Do it in California. Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> but if you don't know Guy Fieri, we first got to know him. I cannot think of what it was called um, on the food. Next Food Network star, maybe, is what it was yes. called. It was Food Network's version of American Idol, where they you go through and you eliminate somebody every week. And I remember that season. It was an early season of that show. There have been many since then. He was the guy that you knew was going to win it from the very beginning. Right. Big dude, tattoos, big spiky hair, personality big spiky hair in every direction. frosted tips. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and now Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives for the last yeah. however many years has been yeah, sort of his home. But he has a tequila brand out. He's always been very, you know, very closely associated with that sort of rock and roll lifestyle. So, yeah, Greta Van Fleet, a lot of people refer to them as the the world's most successful Led Zeppelin tribute band because uh, there's a lot of similarities <laughs> between their music and the stuff that Zepp was doing 40 years ago. But, I mean, they're not bad. And so they're they're headlining along with a bunch of other people. There's a country musician also that's one of the headliners there. Kane Brown, yeah, which is not a name I would expect you to probably know. I don't. You'd have to know a little bit more country than that. Yeah, right. he's he's not one of the forefront, but he, but he's a he's a big enough name to to draw some people to a yeah. fest like this. Um, the thing I Guy Fieri is one of these people I want to hate but can't. Like I want to dislike him, but I can't. Yeah, in part because he does so much for charity, like fundraising. And, and provide, he, it's not like World Central Kitchen big, but again, he's a big deal in San Francisco. That's where his restaurants are. Um, and he's a, you don't know him to be a chef, but he's actually a really good, um, really good restaurateur. And anytime there are wildfires or disaster in California, he shows up with buses providing food. Oh yeah. You can't dislike that guy. Right, right. Yeah. He's, he's a wonderful guy and he's done a lot of good with the money and the fame that he's been able to garner. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Let me ask you why you don't want to like him. Cause I wonder if it's the same reason that I have. He's just over the top in okay. a way that I, I don't feel like is genuine that I feel like is just for entertainment value. And that's fine because I find him entertaining. Pull back on it a little bit. Right. Well, yeah, that's part of it with me. The other part of it is in terms of the show, and I do watch the show, so it's not mm -hmm. enough to put me off of, you know, I hate watching this show. I really like watching And he's been here a lot, by the way. Yeah, he's, yeah, we've got. He's done Kansas City mm -hmm. probably a dozen times on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, so we get a lot of good press from him. The thing that bothers me about the way the show is constructed is that he loves everything. Yeah. He's never gone, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I would I would like it more if every so often he would say, you know what, this is great. What I would do, show me how good you are by telling me what you would add to it or what you would have taken away. You know, you don't need this. Or, you know, make some suggestions to try to up the level of their game based on what you know. And he doesn't do any of that. Everything they give him to eat is the best thing he's ever had. The problem, I, I totally get what you're saying, and maybe that happens off the air, but that's not the point of the show. The point of that right. show is to showcase they only go to places that are doing things really, really well to get you to go there. My guess is they send producers out ahead of time, try the food, and if the food's not good, they don't go. They, right. don't, they don't put it on the show. It's not like the Gordon Ramsay version of Kitchen Wait, Nightmares, where he goes in and hates everything. Right, he's the opposite of that. He yeah. He's never had anything on that show that he likes at all. So yeah. in, in either direction, I think they could probably ease up a little bit. But hey, that's the brand. And the one thing that I'll say is it's been an incredibly successful brand. And maybe if he oh. made the changes that I want to see, it wouldn't be as successful. So he knows what he's doing. I'm looking up to see, he just signed a new contract with Food Network, and I'm looking to see what it's worth, because it's a monster um, Food Network contract. I can't remember how many zeros were in it, but it was it was many. Yep. Uh, Three-year, $100 million deal with a Food Network, yeah. and he is 55. So obviously, he should take suggestions from a schlub like me <laughs> about how to run yeah. his show. I mean, guy, come on, you know, step up your game, dude. Yeah, uh, he previously <laughs> signed an $80 million deal three years ago so that was already a lot now he says he's very humbled by the new 100 million dollar deal with the food network wow yeah good for yeah. him and he yeah and, and you know what he'll do more good with the money so awesome yeah so uh this summer is when he's gonna do that flavor town fest and the food at this festival better be amazing i'm just saying yep um yeah and do i mean that columbus ohio have you been to columbus or spent any time there at all I have not spent a ton of time in Ohio, but so no. Uh -uh. I've been, been through a ton because Columbus, if you drive between here and Buffalo, that's where you make the big left-hand turn to go up toward the lake is okay. in Columbus. And I uh, knew a girl when I was a little kid that was like a best friend of mine that her family ended up moving down there. It's a nice town. I mean, it has all of the the character and all of the, I guess, the problems that go along with being a capital city, being a state capital. But it's, I mean, they, they get a really nice riverfront there. It's dead center of the state of Ohio. And, yeah, it's just, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's nice. So to see a, a festival like this that can kind of raise the profile of a place because his name is on it, good for them. Yeah, and if I take back what I said, <clears throat> California gets a lot of festivals. Columbus, Ohio probably doesn't. So, yeah. Bringing it back to the hometown, I guess, is fine. So yeah. uh, this summer, if you want to check that out. All right, coming up, uh, we will go to our south for this next story about uh, some people that decided to build the tallest building in America south of here. We have questions about this decision. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tell me Billy Joel doesn't have new music to promote without telling me Billy Joel has new music to promote. (laughs) Uh, He's going to, he's got a new song coming out for the first time since 2007, a single coming out on February 1st on streaming. He is going to perform at the Grammys for the first time in 30 years. And now we have a concert announcement for Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go to Cleveland. I don't want to go to Cleveland. I'm going to have to go to Cleveland. No, thank you. Yeah, September 13th uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, Rod Stewart is going to take the stage alongside Billy Joel. We came in with a little of uh, Stay With Me by the Faces, some of Rod Stewart's early work, and I, I can't. I can't see missing this show. It's two days before my birthday, too, which doesn't hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. It's Friday the 13th of September. Oh. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, This will be a fascinating show. It's the first time these two have ever performed together. And Billy Joel has performed with some pretty big names. Is it Stevie Nicks that he did a bunch of shows with last yes. year, including here? And, you know, Elton John, All obviously. All the Elton John stuff, sure. But this is, I mean... Uh, this would be right up there with like Mick Jagger or something, you know, with yeah. him sharing the stage with. I mean, this is a pretty b- and two people with kind of different styles. Definitely. Well, and, and Rod Stewart himself has well, and so does Billy Joel, really, for that matter. Seventy different styles of music over the course of his career. You listen to stuff like that, and and the other music that uh, Rod Stewart did with the Faces, and compare it to what he was doing in the eighties and the early nineties. It's nothing. It's a world of difference between the two of them. Same thing with Billy Joel. You play uh, some of the stuff off of Fifty Second Street, and then compare that to Glass Houses, uh, you know, and and the stuff that he did after that. And it just, it's night and day. So, and that's part of the reason why I want to see that show is I want to see what kind of moods they strike throughout the course of each of their performances and how much of that tapestry they bring forward. Uh, Boy, that's going to be a great show. All right, 913-586-7798, real quick. Uh, We don't know if they are going to sing together, but one would assume they'll do at least a few songs together. Oh. I don't know who's going to come out first. I don't know. Feel free to tell me who you think is the the headliner headliner of the co-headlining because that's what they're saying. But let's assume they're going to do like three songs together. One of his, one of his, one of each, and then maybe a cover of somebody else's. Tell me what song that they're doing together. That would be like really good for them. You know, put Billy Joel on the piano, obviously, because Billy Joel doesn't sing not on the piano. Yeah. What's, what do you want to hear them do together? You, oh, I just, as, as you were saying that, and I will say this is not my favorite Rod Stewart song. I think it's a good song, but it's not my favorite Rod Stewart song. But to see Rod Stewart out there belting out Rhythm of My Heart with Billy Joel on the piano mm-hmm. and, and Billy singing back up on that or them singing harmonies with each other would be absolutely outstanding. Can you, can you, do we have a little, yeah, let's roll that song. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I, I can see it. I can hear it in my head right now, what it would sound like with both of them on that tune. Um, so I'm try- I know Billy Joel's music, obviously, a lot better than Rod Stewart's. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm terrible with song names, as we all know. So I'm just thinking through like some of my favorite. Could they do scenes from an Italian restaurant together? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there's so many different parts to that song and so many different paces. Because could they do something like that? You know what I could see him doing is in the middle of that song, when it hits the fast part with the Brenda, Brenda and Eddie story, mm-hmm. is have him switch off verses. You know, Billy sings right. one, then Rod sings one, then go back to Billy for the finish, and then go back into the slow part at the end of the song. Oh, can, can we just produce this concert, you and me? I mean, can we call you him? And- you would be way better at it than I would. I'll, I'll handle some marketing. Yeah, this. There you go. Oh, I don't want to turn it off. I just want to yeah, let that go. This is a fantastic song. <laughs> oh. Text line's so quiet right now. Okay, what songs should they do because they'll do a few together maybe they do the encore together or something yeah you know um and if there are any covers i'm trying it's been a while since i've seen billy joel and i've never seen rod stewart i'm trying to think of what covers he does if any um yeah that might be good for them uh, yeah boy yeah you i mean you could pull out just about anything i guess and uh and turn it into something it'd be funny to see him do an elton john song <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's good. Billy has such a great history with him. But uh, yeah, even um, I'm going back into the Billy Joel. Guy. We were talking about Vienna the other day. That'd be a good uh-huh. one for the two of them to hit. Somebody just said Sting and Billy Joel are playing together in Las Vegas on November 9th. Wow. Okay, so Man. I'm just going to have to travel the country going concert to concert this yeah. year is what you're telling me. Okay, good. Yeah. Gosh, who else? Um, Give me some pairings. Who else should Billy Joel pair with? Or, I mean, these are some pretty big names that were put. I would never think to put Sting and Billy Joel together. No, you, Billy Joel is just so, like, old curmudgeon now. Yeah. You know? Well, you mentioned Mick Jagger right at the outset. I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. that show either. Jackson, well, no. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, yeah, they, there's a few. Are there any other... Are, the, are there any other piano guys? I know we were talking about this the other day, and, and none of them really sprang to mind. But. I don't think so. Not that come not in pop, not in rock. Right. I can think of a couple in country, but not, not in pop. And are there any women? I mean, any other oh, any other female names? Stevie. Yeah, I mean that he's are not already right. doing concerts with any other big. Um, and it doesn't have to be in rock. Like I'm trying to think of for some reason. Um, Ann Wilson. Like Bonnie Raitt. Uh, oh yes, but something uh, like that. I mean, but because of the voice, Ann Wilson from Heart. Would be, I mean, for, to hear her and Billy Joel doing either one, doing Billy Joel tunes or doing heart tunes, mm-hmm. nah, I'm there. I'm there. Colin, did you just suggest Taylor Swift and Billy Joel? Is I'm that surprised really that you, you didn't. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Does Travis I mean, Kelsey they're... play anything? I mean, can we put him on stage with him? He's joining the uh, Jason's Christmas album. Oh, there we go. Either late, it was last year or this upcoming year, yeah. Huh. Somebody on the okay. text line just said Billy Joel and Sting will also be in St. Louis in September. Well, that's closer. Yeah. Than going to Vegas. Yeah, but, I mean, if you go to Vegas, you get to go to Vegas. I, I'm not opposed. I totally <laughs> get it. Like, what about, um, who else is doing a residency in Las Vegas? Right. What about, like, a Lady Gaga or Adele? As I try to think of, like, big female names. Yeah, I think Adele would work really well. Me too. Um, Lady Gaga is a little more electronic music, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't meld quite as well. Uh, not that she's not talented. I think she's extraordinarily yeah. talented. But, um, oh, well, on that front, if you want to go female singer popular today, Pink. Oh, that's a fan. I love Pink. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. 
because she can do anything. She can yep. say, I mean, you, you don't realize how great of a singer Pink is. Right. Or like Kelly Clarkson. Now that you got me thinking about really good singers yeah, that can sing anything, Pink's got a little more personality. But and a little more, a little more rock and roll kick to her voice, I think. Yeah, yeah. Kelly a little Clarkson, more stage presence. Yeah, Kelly's a little cleaner of a singer mm-hmm. than than Pink. But I mean, that's not an insult to either one of them, by the way. <laughs> that's it's just different styles, but they're great at what they do. Keep these coming in. Um, again, the initial announcement was that Rod Stewart and Billy Joel are going to do. Uh, let's see. Again, this is Friday the thirteenth, September, at Cleveland Brown Stadium in Ohio. It's the one. They're just going to do the one. And that's it. Boy, whoever had this idea. Um, God, how much are these tickets going to go for? <laughs> yeah, I know. If that Rod Stewart show, though, I don't care how much they cost. I I am going to be in Cleveland for that show. There's no question. I will. Jen and I will hit the road and uh, yeah, we'll see about doing that Friday show. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you want to guess? Uh, I've got I've got prices on tickets. Oh, Do you want to guess on, on what, what floor seats are going for? Where, where are they? Is it a stadium or, or are we talking about an arena? Cleveland Brown Stadium. They're going to be at the stadium. What they call it. Oh, yep. uh, seventy five bucks for probably for the cheap seats. Um, nope. More. I'm looking to see what the cheapest seats are. Yeah, it's more than that for the cheapest seats. Hundred by a lot. Oh, by a lot. Really, they're they're gonna go like 150 bucks a ticket for this mm-hmm. on the cheap end. That's the lowest oh, I see is 151. Man. Well, it's um, it's worth it though. <laughs> I mean, to see Billy and and Rod, yeah, I would do that. They also didn't open up. Usually, when Billy Joel plays, the times that I've seen him, they put the piano on a like a turntable kind yeah. of, and he can play to the back, which he's really good about. Again, Billy Joel is the guy that doesn't sell the first row to his shows because he pulls people down from the rafters and puts them in the front row. I'm going to say this as a fan, and I'm going to let you either support it or just kick it in the teeth, because even at this point in his life, I'm not sure. What about Paul? Huh? McCartney. You would know that better than I would. I don't know the sound of his voice as well. You know... Uh, having Billy Joel and Paul McCartney both on pianos on stage at one time singing Let It sure. Be. Give him another piano player. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, and Paul can play anything. I mean, he's famous as a bass player, but, uh, you know, most of the stuff on Abbey Road, Paul played all of it, including the drums. Uh, so real quick about the stadium and the witch your calls. The back, anything that is not... How do I put this? Peripheral with the stage, like even with the sides of the stage, is yeah. closed off. So they're not doing the back. They're okay. not doing anything where Good. you wouldn't have a front view. I see floor seats going for eight hundred a piece. <laughs> So yeah, I well that's a good thing about that. seeing a, a stadium concert. I don't care where I am in the stadium. If I'm yeah. in the stadium, I'm happy. I would look for tickets now, John. I I would. Okay, I'll send you the link here. All right. Thank you. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Brad's called us out of Casey Mo. Hey Brad, what are Hi, we Brad. doing? I have, a, I have a obscure song for you. Richard Fury, over and over again. If that was performed by Billy Joel on piano and Rod Stewart on vocals, it would just be amazing. And what's the name of it again? Richard Fury. The song is called Over and Over Again. Over and Over Again. All right, we'll have to pull it up. I'm not familiar with that one, so. Look it up. It'll blow your mind how, how good that would be. All right, we'll do. Thanks a lot. Okay. Yeah, Richie, uh, he got his start, and he's he's also an incredible songwriter and a wonderful guy, too, by the way. Richie Fure was in Buffalo Springfield 
early on. Uh, they, they were the ones that did that song for what it's worth. And then this is mid-60s we're talking about. Ended up in a band called Poco with Jimmy Messina, who was also in Buffalo Springfield. Uh, Poco had a couple of minor radio hits in the early 70s, kind of in the country rock realm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but Richie, he just has such a, a beautiful knack with songwriting. So, yeah, uh, I, and it's odd that he found a song that's one of Richie's that I'm not familiar with. I'm going to have to go back and check that one out. Ooh, Harry Connick Jr. is a good idea. He plays piano. His dad just died Yeah, um, in New Orleans. Nora Jones is coming up. I like her. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys is a good idea. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and anytime anybody mentions piano now, I, I got to give John Baptiste a nod. Mm-hmm. That guy just is incredible. So, yeah. All right. So you can check it out. I, if, if this interests you, I say to everyone, I this will sell out. Somebody quickly, said Ozzy. I, <laughs> I don't think Ozzy Osbourne would go that well in a Billy Joel concert. But, hey, it's a nice idea. <laughs> you never know. Uh, all right. We'll take a break here. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Who's this? This is the, the song that the caller mentioned by Richie Fure. Right. Okay. And you can hear it. I mean, it's got a lot of that same mm-hmm. kind of feel to it that a lot of Billy Joel stuff does. Yeah. Yeah. Again, September uh, 13th, Friday the 13th out in September. That'll be easy to remember. Okay. Uh, so right now, tallest building is uh, the One World Trade Center in New York City at 1,776 feet tall. That's what we have right now. Uh, if a skyscraper being proposed to our South were to become reality... It would be the new tallest skyscraper. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, I mean, even in People magazine, every article that I've seen about this takes a little bit of a shot at the place <laughs> where they're talking about building this. And the headline in People magazine is, a new tallest building in America has been proposed, and it isn't in New York or Chicago. Uh, and then they kind of wonder why Oklahoma City, of all places. And they're talking about, as you said, I mean, this is going to be more than 100 feet taller, 1,907 feet for this proposed skyscraper in Oklahoma City. It's called the Boardwalk at Bricktown. And the base of this thing is going to spread out across three acres. And then there's a tower that sticks up out of that that's supposed to go 1,907 feet up in the air in in, in Oklahoma City. And it's going to be a mixed-use thing where there's going to be entertainment venues and housing and upscale, I mean, very expensive uh, and posh apartment buildings and things are posh apartments inside this building. So they're talking about spending a lot of money. And the first question everybody seems to have is, is there that much money in Oklahoma City? Yeah, that was that's what I wondered is I don't listen. I don't know why Kansas City doesn't have skyscrapers bigger than we do. Yeah. Um, but part of the thing about a building that tall is that you also have to put things in them. I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't just build a big stick. Right. And not that's we have those. Those are, you know, radio towers and and antennas and things like that. There's things like the Space Needle and the CN Tower, but those those are tourist attractions. They're not they don't really get anything other than notice. And I mean, the Space Needle is just narrow. I mean, there are a couple of restaurants in the middle. Otherwise, it's a big elevator to the top and that's it. Right. Um, But like Willis Tower has offices and apartments and that kind of thing. And people live in those cities and there's enough money in those cities to support that expense of being in a building like that why who would 
It's, What's the view from 1,900 feet in Oklahoma City that's worth going to the top of this thing? I, I love the fact that they show a kind of an artist's rendering of it, and it so far dwarfs everything else there that all you're going to see is rooftops. So you'll see a yeah. lot of rooftops, but that's really all you're going to see. Everything else is like 20 stories high, not 190. It looks cool. I mean, I'll give yeah. them that. It, it looks cool. I just don't. Oklahoma City is not a big enough of a draw for people to go to the top of this and there's nothing to look at. You go to Empire State Building or Willis Tower and there's a ton to see. Sure. This does not have that. Yeah, and and when you're talking about filling 1907 feet up with luxury apartments, then I mean, look, maybe there's more rich people in Oklahoma City than I know. Oil money somebody said. Oh yeah, and that's fine, but I mean for it to be that much bigger than anything else, then there's going to have to be a lot of very very wealthy people that are going to want to live in a big high-rise apartment building like that. The other curious thing about it, and and I hope they know what they're doing when they design this thing, if this ever gets built, and there's a lot of um, skepticism out there about whether this is just, oh, hey, look at us, come to Oklahoma City, or whether this is something they're really serious about building, but is Tornado Alley really where you want to go put in something 1,900 feet high? I mean, they have earthquakes in Los Angeles. Yeah. I don't know how big their tallest building is, <laughs> but we true. build them in in other big cities that have earthquakes. Yeah, what's the big one in the weird shaped one in San Francisco? What is it? The uh, Transamerica Tower? Is that what that thing's called? You're right. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. thing's not short, so I guess. But wow, I mean, you get one direct hit from a tornado in that thing. It, it seems like, well, yeah. Earthquakes do a lot of damage too, so maybe you're right. I hope they know. How what much doing. is this thing going to cost? A lot. A, a price? Uh, let me scroll down here and see what I can it's, find. I don't see it. No, I I don't see it readily either. But I know it's going to be a tremendous amount of money. I mean, and, and that's the thing is, developers are going to have to be, they're going to have to be assured that they're going to be able to fill it. Somebody said you can see the tornado coming from all directions. <laughs> yeah, then at that point, that's true. You, you got to take the <laughs> elevator down as soon as you see the storm a coming. Um, yeah, I, it, maybe it will be cheaper to build because it's in Oklahoma and not in Chicago, but yeah. I, and, and there can be oil money to help build it, but not to keep up with it, mm -hmm. but we'll see again, 1907, 1907, because of the year that Oklahoma city was founded. Sure. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, coming up the reviews of the new roadhouse movie are out. We'll get to that and some other things in the next hour here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.